0: Salvation is just the first step in God's plan for our lives. If you'd like to know more about salvation, just go to our website at southsidechristianfellowship.net and click on the Salvation tab today. This morning I want to talk with you, to you, uh, from this title, Get Ready Because God is About to Do a New Thing. Get ready, because God is about to do a new thing. You know, if we look at the Bible from the point of view of what is new, we will see that it is full of statement of God making new things, starting with Genesis chapter 1. And we read there, it says that in the beginning, God says, let there be. He says, let there be light. And there was light. Ten times in the same chapter we read, we read these words, and God said it, and it was. And God said it, and there it was. And it was so. So David wrote in Psalm 113, verse 1 to 9, he says, Who is like the Lord, our God? Praise the Lord. Praise Ye O servants of the Lord, praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord from the time, from this time forth and forevermore. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. The Lord is high above all nations, and his glory above the heaven. Who is like the Lord our God, who is seated on high? who looks far down on the heavens and the earth. He raised the poor from the dust and lift the needy from the hat ash, heap, to make them sit with princes, princes, with the princes of his people. He gives the barren women a home, making her the joyous mother of children. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. That's what David encouraged us this morning, to praise the Lord. You know, last Thursday morning, we were traveling, coming from Florida. And my son, Gabriel, had a tournament, a soccer tournament. So in order for us to be here early, um, you know, on uh, New Year's Eve, actually um, the 30th, we decided to leave in the wee hour of the morning. And I tell you, because if we did not, we we imagined there was going to be a lot of people traveling that morning. So we wanted to be here early, so we leave early. And so as we started driving, I got to tell you, it was so dark. It was foggy, murky, even creepy. I couldn't see 10 feet in front of me. And I began to pray, and suddenly I heard a voice inside of me telling me to take courage because the son is on his way. Did you hear that? And so this morning, I don't know what situation that you may be facing. I don't know how dark your situation may be, but I want to encourage you to tell you that Jesus is on his way. The sun is on his way. And so, little did I know, a couple of hours later, the S-U-N did come up, and the light broke through the darkness, and a new day had begun. And this is a miracle, I said. Thank God for his faithfulness. You know, beloved, miracles happen every single day in our lives. But unfortunately, too many of us are too busy doing other things, and we can't take time to notice the blessings of God. I'm going to tell you what, going to bed, sleeping five hours, six hours, seven hours in the night when you don't know nothing, and still waking up in the morning, it's a miracle. Did you hear what I said? Some people sleep so hard you could probably could carry them off and take them somewhere they wouldn't even they would never know. <laughs> and it and it's it's an amazing thing. Breathing the air is a miracle. I mean, I know this may be light to you, but you know, have you ever visited a hospital where people are hooked up on machines and they cannot breathe? They don't have the capacity to breed on their own. You ask these people if, you know, what do they think about breeding? They praise God for every breath. You know, seeing the light of the sun, the trees, the birds, you know, seeing each other, seeing your children, your wife, your husband in the morning, it's a miracle. Anytime for that matter. If you don't believe me, you ask Dale Adams. You know, I tried to call him last night to ask for for permission if it was okay to mention his name. Because I didn't want to be insensitive. But I tell you one thing, when you don't have your eyesight, then that's when you realize how important it is. You know, it is important. You know, God has done so much for us. You know, I mean, some of us are looking for a miracle. We're looking for the lame To to grow. We're looking for the blind eyes to be open. We're looking for the dead to rise. But we don't realize that God has worked miracles in our lives every single day. And I believe this morning. The Lord is giving us a reminder. That we. Who are alive. We need to praise him. Because let me tell you this. The Bible says that if. You stop praising me. Jesus says that. He says that the rock will cry out. The rock will cry out. The key to living life with power, peace, and prosperity is to have an attitude of, of gratitude. Yeah. Another word, you need to be thankful. And this new year, you know, you can begin the new year with a thankful attitude. Being thankful for everything. Attitude of gratitude is the key that releases the supernatural power of God in your life. The attitude of gratitude is a thing that assures you that your prayer will be answered. The Bible says in Psalm 100 verse 5, 4 and 5. Enter his gate with thanksgiving and his court with praise. Give him thanks bless his name for the Lord is good and his steadfast love endure forever in his faithfulness to all generation Amen. Amen. paul says in 1st thessalonians 5:18 in everything give thanks for this is the will of god in christ jesus for you and for me let the peace of christ rule in your heart to which, to which indeed you were called in one body And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness your heart to God. And whatever you do, whatever you do in word or in deed and everything, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, give thanks to God the Father. Beloved, time will expire, season will come and go, but our God never changed. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His word is true, was true in 2021, and his word is true right here in January 2nd, 2022. He is the rock of ages. He is the ancient of days. He is the bright and the morning stars. He is the anchor of our soul. Give him praise this morning in the house of God. Amen. There is an old song. I'm not exactly sure who sung that song, but it's, I think it's Merle Hagar. Some of you guys who love the uh, old hymn, you probably remember that. He says, I come to the garden alone while he, the dew is still on the roses and the, vo- and the voice I heard falling on my ear. The son of God discloses and he walk with me and he talk with me and he tells me that I'm his own and the joy we share as we tarry. There's none other has ever known. He speak and the sound of his voice is so sweet. The bird hush they singing, and the melody that he gave to me within my heart is ringing. And he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he tells me that I'm his own. And the joy we share and Terry, there's none other has ever known. Beloved, this is the God of the universe that we are talking about. The God who hang the stars in the sky like velvet in the night. He is thinking of you. He is singing over you. He is, he desires to talk with you. He wants you. When we open up our mouths and give praises to the Lord, what we're doing, we are talking to the Lord. We are communicating with the Lord. We are honoring the Lord. We are worshiping the Lord. And that's, what he, he, that's all he wants from us. I love that song we sang. I have nothing to give to the king. All I have is a hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. hallelujah. That's all I have. That's all I, Beloved, we got nothing to offer to the king. This is a king who loves us. Yeah. He desires us. I tell you, I don't know about you, I know Beverly used to say that she's God's favorite. (laughs) Look, I'm not a swearing man. If I was, I would tell you I'm his favorite. (laughs) Several years ago, I woke up in the middle of the night at 3.33. 3.33. And it was no big deal, so I went to bed. The next day, I woke up at 3.33 again. I'm like, I'm so tired. What is this? I mean, I I don't understand what's going on. I just pray. I said, 3.33? I said, well, I don't know. So I just go back to bed. The third time I woke up, 3.33, three days in a row. So this time, you know, whatever it is, whoever it is, he got my attention. So I got on my knees, I started praying, I got up, I walk around the house, I started praying, I prayed, and I prayed, and I prayed, and I prayed, I said, God, I don't understand what is that 333, what does that mean? I need a revelation, I need you to speak to me. Well, nothing, I didn't hear nothing. So I decided to open up my Bible. And um, so I begin to search, I mean, I'm talking about the Bible, not my phone. I open up this Bible, and I search it. The New Testament. I search 333. 3. Every book, chapter 33, verse 3. In the you know, New Testament, nothing. I go back, and I check chapter 3, 33, nothing. And then I go to the Old Testament, and I did the same thing. And I finally landed on Jeremiah three three, you know what it says? Call unto me, and I will answer. And I will show you great and mighty things that you do not know. I said, Lord, you were talking to me. Amen. And I tell you what, at that moment, I was going through a very, very difficult time. Deep spiritual battle that I was going through. But the Lord who watches over us, he was thinking about me. And he asked me to call upon him because he wanted to talk to me. He has the remedy. He has the answer. So he says, call unto me. And you know something? Since then, for instance, like last year, I can tell you over, I don't know, I won't put a figure on it, but over hundreds of times, 333, every time. Every time my wife already right now she's she's on on it. You know we could be I could be doing anything. I could be in a meeting. Three thirty three. Guess what? Last night, I woke up to the go to the bathroom. I went back. I'm going back to my room and I look at the clock. It was three thirty three. I stopped and I prayed. I stopped. And I pray, beloved, I, I want to tell you that it's not about me, but it's about us. It's not just me God is calling to call upon him. Look, I got this in my Bible, this note. It says, you can't see it's Jeremiah 33. 3. You know, these are some of the things that the Lord had shown me. I mean, this been in my Bible for a couple of years. I'll read it to you. This is not part of my sermon, but it says, Jeremiah 33. 3. And I have a title, The Longing in God's Heart for Intimacy with Me. I can preach that. And Jeremiah 33:3, Call upon me. Right there. It's an invitation. God is inviting us It's an invitation. The God of the universe, did you hear what I said? God is inviting you in this new year. He's inviting you above everything else that you could take or imagine. He's inviting you to build and develop intimacy with him, to talk with him, to walk with him. Like Adam did in the cool of the day, Adam walked with God. You know, it's not enough to say, I'm a Christian, I'm going to church. I'm just going to let, you know, sing a couple of songs and let the pastor preach the message. But in the meantime, I have no relationship with the Lord. I may have said this to you before, but I will say it again. Well, there was a passage in the Bible that terrifies me. And it is this passage that says, Jesus is having a conversation and he's talking to these people. He says, not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. He says, only those who do the will of my Father. And then he says, in the last days, many will say to me, in my name, Lord, did I not do this in your name? He will say, Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I have never knew you. This is the key right here. Never knew you. The fact is, God knows everybody. But it's not enough that God knows you. You got to know God. If God didn't want you to know Him, He would have made you a robot. I don't believe a robot knows his master. I don't know if that will happen in the future, but but for now we know that that's, that's not the, key, the, the 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 deal. But God created us for intimacy with Him. He created us to know Him and to love Him. You know, the Westminster Catechism says the chief aim of man is to glorify God in. And, and, and make him known is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. Or another word, is to know God and make him known. That's the reason we, we exist. Nothing else. Nothing else. So it's an important. It's an important task. You know, however, decision that we made from this moment forward, I pray that this this will be a challenge to us going forward. There is a site. There is on the site of Golgotha a cave that is called Jeremiah Grotto. It is interesting from those caves, there on the site of Golgotha, We have a tremendous, I mean, people that have been there haven't been there. But this is, there's a tremendous view of the city of Jerusalem. For Golgotha is actually the top of what was called Mount Moriah. And it looks down over the city of Jerusalem. Tradition declares that Jeremiah sat in this grotto and he wrote the book of Lamentation. And there he wept and cry over the desolation of the city of Jerusalem, as he saw its wound, as he saw the wall, the destruction, as he saw the building level, and from this vantage, he he wrote in chapter 3, verse 21 to 23, but this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never cease. His mercy never comes to an end. They are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. Whether you are one to make new Year resolution or not, we probably experience the general air of anticipation that comes in the beginning of a new year. With a new year comes new discipline. With a new year comes, new attitude, new hope, new goal. Often, one or another, we expect and want something new in the new year. Don't we? But beloved, I want you to know one thing. Today, that before you can want anything, that there is a God who wants you. And he wants you to succeed in whatever expectation that you have in this new year. He wants you to put him first in this new year. For some of you sitting here in front of me right now, and maybe those of you watching, 2021 probably didn't go the way you had hoped it would be. Maybe you still go into trial and tribulation of yesteryear. Maybe you have been waiting for God to answer your prayer, but I'm here to tell you to hold on. Don't give up. Help is on the way. Don't be dismayed. God hasn't forgotten you. Put on your hope and have courage and wait until you see the salvation of the Lord. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 28 to 31. Isaiah wrote, for have you not known? Have you not heard the Lord, the everlasting God, the creator of, of the ends of the earth? He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and, and to him who has no might, he increased strength. He went on to say, even the youth shall faint and be weary. The young men shall be exhausted, but they who wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They shall mount with wings like eagle. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. God is the God of the new thing. God is the God of the new thing. He is the God that can change any situations for our good. He is the God of limitless possibility and creativity. He can do new thing anytime and anywhere. But I have to warn you. God doesn't do anything just because you have a need. Because there are prerequisite to getting a blessing from God. Hello. I bet you probably, you know, I mean, not necessarily you, but a lot of people think, well, you know, God is just, this is just this uh, uh, Santa cost, and you just go, and then you get, you know, and then no questions asked, and you go on. No, if you want to have your prayer answered, First of all, you gotta understand: if you don't pray, <laughs> you're not gonna have any answer to begin with. So there are prerequisite, right? right? You know, and the prerequisite, prerequisite of, of receiving from God is faith. Yes. It's faith. It is. It says that without faith, it is impossible. I don't care how desperate you are. Beloved, let me tell you, you, we are not the only one who ever gone to a trial. There are people all over the earth who are going through stuff right now. As a matter of fact, we got it going on. We got it going on. We are blessed beyond measure. You know, I see a bunch of fat cats sitting in front of me right there. You know, for real. You know, none of us here are hungry. When you go home, not only you have a refrigerator, but you got a freezer in your garage. You got a car and you got another car. You got several sets of clothes, money in the bank. What else do you need? You want to have coffee? You have choices. What kind of coffee I want? You know, having said that, shouldn't we be the people who take God more than anybody else in the world? Amen. Amen. Why should it be? Why should we be silent and not praise the Lord, Amen. not giving Him thanks when God has done so much for us? Amen. But we give, we show so little gratitude. Oh, God, you know, I want to pray, but I really don't have time, but I'll pray you while I'm on on my way to work. You know I'll be on my way to work. I'm going to be in the car. Why not? You know, I'll just give you that time. It's a good thing, but it's not enough. It's not enough. Oh, I'll do this, but, but let me say this. God is not a God among the gods. He is the God. He is the one, the creator of heaven and earth. God does not need us. He wants us. He loves us. He delights in us. God does not owe us anything. He doesn't owe you nothing. Zip. Zilch, he does not owe you anything, but yet he gives us everything. Yeah. Well we just, you know what we do, we just develop this mindset because I am here. I am here, I am in the land of plenty, the land of flowing with milk and honey. So therefore, you know, I'm different. Wrong. God does not have different stroke for different folk. You know, we do have a lot of stuff, but we see very little miracle. Why do we have all these seats open in this this, this sanctuary? You know, we can develop strategies after strategies, but only the spirit of God can move in our midst and bring the loss here in our midst. And what I mean by that, it's not God is going to go on the street and go get them for us. We're going to have to go and get them because God has already anointed you. He has already blessed you. He has already empowered you. And he says, go out and make disciples. And we have that responsibility. So prerequisite is a thing that is required as a prior condition for something else to happen or exist. Loving God and loving others are the prerequisite of being a disciple of Christ. Did you know that? Jesus said this with his own mouth. I didn't say it. He says, By this, all men will know that you are my disciple if you love one another. This is, you know, it's not I am a Christian, I'm just going to go out there, I'm going to say, Oh, Jesus loves you, and, you know, let me pray for you and come on in, that's it. No. God demands more. He demands that we love people regardless of who they are, what they look like, where they are from, it doesn't matter. God wants us to love them, and he will not take anything else but that. There was a passage in Job chapter 36, verse 26. Job said this. He says, behold, God is great, but we do not know him. There are so many who are going to be shocked at the end of the day when we think that we knew God. We thought that we knew God, but we didn't know God. Because there are, there are things that, that we, we make up in our mind and we connect them with God, but they are not really attributes or the values of God. Prerequisite as it relates to the promises of God, the prerequisite to receive from God is faith. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, as, as I said, and without faith it is impossible to please God. For whoever will draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he, he, he reward those who seek him. By faith Noah being warned by God concerning event as yet unseen and, and, and revealed, fear constructed an ark, for the saving of his household. By this, he condemned the world and and became an heir of righteousness that comes by faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he went out and knowing where he was going, by faith, he went to live in the land, in the land of promise as in a foreign land living in tent with Isaac and Jacob heirs with him, with him of the same promises we need to understand that those things are necessary another for us to really live and receive the promises of God. You know, I used to think that everyone else, you know, nowadays we live in a culture, you know, with flowery language, where, you know, um, beautiful, beauty, beauty, you know, this and that, when we're talking about God, and, and, you know, everybody's like, oh, I'm a friend of God. I'm a friend of God, you know, I mean, of course, you know, in the prayer culture, um, you know, you even have ministries that are called that, you know, friend of friend, friend of God ministry or whatever. But I used to think that I used to think that everyone who called themselves Christian is a friend of God. Until I read in John fifteen fourteen, Jesus says, "You are my friend if you do what I command you." I didn't say that. Jesus said, and this is not condemnation. This is revelation. This is revelation from the word of God. And Jesus is not trying to condemn us. Unless we consider God's will first for resolving any situation, it is easy to get offended towards God when demanding that he does something for us just because we have a pressing need. God doesn't owe us anything. However, he desired to give us everything, but they are conditioned to the Lord's promise of peace. God answered prayer. The Bible is God's word, and it is full of if. Did you know that? If, I-F. If is a condition, a requirement, a stipulation. A stipulation. If is a conjunction. S- Second Chronicles 7:14. It says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. If my people notice there is provisions, there is wonders, there is miracles, there is deliverance, there is everything that we can think waiting for us. But God is a little iffy about it. It it really depends on us. If you do your part, God says, I'll do my part. So are you willing to do your part? If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. The very first thing God says, look, here's the Here's here's the solution. Here's the secret. Humble yourself before the Lord. Humble yourself before the Lord and recognize that the Lord and the Lord alone has the answer. And and you're not going to get to the promised land without Him. You're not going to have that breakthrough that you've been waiting for without Him you're not going to have that miracle that you've been waiting for without Him. We need Him. We need to abide by His command and believe that He loves us and His his desire is for us. The Bible says that no good thing will will He withhold from them that diligently seek Him. He is the Lord. He desires to bless us in ways that we know not. So, if we are going to receive from this new thing that God is going to do in this new year, get ready. God is going to do a new thing. And it's not a lie, it's for sure. God is already. As a matter of fact, God hasn't stopped, He has, he's, has never stopped. We're just playing catch up. He hasn't stopped. You know, the blessings of God are always new. They are there every day. We just read it in Lamentation 3, you know. But it's time for us to have a paradigm shift. It's time for us to relinquish control. It's time. It's not enough to say, well, you know, this year, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make more money. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to have this car without putting everything in God's hand first. Recognize that it is God who gives the power to get wealth. Understand that. And that if you have wealth, it's not for your glory, but it is for His glory. We also need to recognize that if we're going to to receive a miracle... We cannot just wish a miracle. We got to pray a miracle. That's what the Lord says. If my people are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray. He says we got to pray. Prayer is not the last choice. It's not the last option, but it is the first choice. That's what prayer is. You know, in prayer, there is intimacy in prayer. It's, it's a package. You know, when I pray, I communicate with the Lord. When I pray, you know, I build my relationship with the Lord. When I pray, God revealed things to me. Like in Jeremiah 33, three, call unto me. didn't say, you know, hello, Lord. Hello, Lord. Are you there? No, not like that. I pray. I pray. I say, God, you says to call upon you. You are my God. You are my God. I depended on you. And today I'm calling upon you. I thank you for inviting me. You're thinking of me. Out of all the people of the earth, you are thinking of me. And you said, you want intimacy with me? God, I am blown away by you. I said yes to you. Yes to you. God, here I am. Speak to me. Do whatever you want to, to do in my life. You know, you talk to God. And when you talk to God that way, God answers you. You know, God answers you. Not only that he answer you, you know, he gives you, uh, he shows you things. Shows you things. He says, call upon me, I will answer and show you great. He didn't say, I'm going to show you things. He says, I'm going to show you great things. Great things. These are things that you cannot know on your own. These are things that money cannot buy you. You know, I mean, you know, sometimes you could be traveling down the road and all of a sudden, you know, you hear, it's like a voice inside of you saying, turn this way. And then you, you know, you don't turn. And when you got over there, and you find out there was a tr- there was a major accident, you know, God spares you, but it could have been worse. He shows you great and mighty things. Several years ago, I'm going to close with this story. You know, I got a whole lot more to go, but I'm going to close with it because I see it's already 12:21. Several years ago, I was looking for a truck a mid-sized truck I wanted to purchase for my ministry in Haiti. And uh, at that moment, I didn't really have money, you know, a lot of money to do anything. And um, so I started praying about it, seeking the Lord, asking God to, you know, to show me a truck and also to provide for me to get the truck. So I started looking in Craigslist and I saw an ad. And this was not just one truck, but it was several trucks that this man was selling. And they were much newer than what I was looking for. And, uh, but nevertheless, I felt led to call. So when I pick up the phone and I call this man, and uh, you know, he answered. And he uh, began to tell me about the truck. Um, he told me, well, this truck is in excellent condition. You know, it's a 2005, back then, you know, I'm talking about a good little while, but it was, it was a 2005 truck. This is a 2000, as you can tell, it's fairly new, this truck. We purchased all of our trucks brand new. It's a, you know, we purchase fleets of trucks. And this one, you know, we, we, we add um, refrigeration in the back, you know, step ladder, automatic step ladder. We put inverter up front because we are a pharmaceutical company. So therefore, you know, we just—I just recently sold my company to another bigger company, and then we're selling our equipment. So this truck will be a good truck to whoever purchased it. And um, he said, um, "What are you going to use this truck for?" And then I said, "Well, I'm going to—you know—I'm a minister, and I am going to use this truck for my ministry in Haiti." And he says, look, look, I would love to, for you to come and look at it. And I says, okay, no problem. And uh, by the way, they were asking a whole lot of money for the truck. There was no way, no how I could have afford the truck. I don't have the money to buy it. But nevertheless, you know, I wasn't doing anything that day. I said, I'm going to go. So I went. When I got there, the man greeted me, and he says, wait a minute. Before you go look at the truck, I want you to go meet someone. I'm like meet someone, I mean, I don't know this guy, and he's telling me, he's, you know, he wants me to go meet someone, so I said, okay, fine, so he took me to, to another office, another business that was sharing building with them, and got me to sit in front of this guy named Pat, and Pat says, hey, how you doing, um, I'm Pat, and you know, shook my hand, and he says to me, um, just have a seat, have a seat. Um, tell me your story. I'm like, eh? (laughs) I said, "Uh, my story, I'm not sure you have time. By the way, which one? Which one of my stories are you? (laughs) And he he says, look, 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 um, what do you do? I said, I'm I'm a minister, I'm a missionary in Haiti, I'm a ministry, and, you know, called Bethel Mission, and uh, so, that's what I do. We have a house of prayer. We have we build school. We feed people, and you know we preach the gospel. We train pastors. Those sort of things. That's what we do. And he says. And then the moment I told him that, I see the countenance of his face started changing. I said, uh, I said, but why do you ask me that? He said, He said, let me tell you. He started crying immediately. He started crying. He says last night around 1.30 in the morning. I was so scared, I got on my knees and I prayed, and I said to God, God, you have got to send me a man of God from Haiti, a minister from Haiti, because I don't want to do what, I, what I'm thinking I want to do. I said, what are you talking about? He says, well, let, let me let you in on something. This is in 2010 when the earthquake hit Haiti. You know, my organizations, what we do, we print um, Christian literature, like Bibles and tracts and all those things. So we print those things so we could sell to other ministries so they can go and minister so we print hundreds of thousands of Bibles and tracts and everything. So we sold them. So we had to even rent this warehouse where, man, because, you know, things, business was like booming. But now, you know, things died down, so we, we, we have to downsize. But here's my problem. Here's why I was praying last night. Because I have 21,000 Bibles, and I have 30,000 tracks in this warehouse behind me right here. And I was thinking about throwing them in the garbage. I was thinking about throwing them, and I am so scared. I didn't want to do that, so I got on my knees. I said, God, if you don't want me to throw these things in the garbage, you have got to send me somebody from Haiti, a minister from Haiti. And this man, he was basically in tears. By that time, I lost it. I started crying. Because I thought that I was going over there to buy a truck. But God had me on assignment. God had a different plan for my life. Better yet, the God of the universe, who created the whole universe, 7.5 billion people on the planet. He knows me. Come on. God knows me. This man didn't say, I want you to send me so and so. He said to send me one of your people. Send me a man of God. That's what he prayed. And I'm in tears. I'm like, God, you're so good to me. You know me. I'm like, I can't take this. This is too much. And I'm crying. I said, sir, don't worry. I'm going to take those Bibles. Amen. 21,000 Bibles, 30,000 tracks. I'm going to take them. I have no idea how I'm going to transport 21,000 Bibles to Haiti and 30,000 tracks, but I'm going to take it because God, God knows me. If he gives me this, uh, this assignment, he has the provisions. Amen. So I shook the man's hand. I said, sir, give me your number. I will come back. I will call you. I'll find a way to come and get those Bibles. So I got up, and um, I'm heading out. By that time, I changed my mind. I know I'm not, no longer interested in this truck. First of all, I couldn't afford the truck anyway. This man is asking over $10,000 some like for the truck. I don't have that money. And if you see the truck, you'll know the truck worth it. It's in very good condition. I mean, the man spent, he said, Look, I paid $46,000 for this drug, and I spent another 15000 to get it ready. And so now, you know, he says, Guess what? You know, and, and well, I'm jumping over my, you know, story. Let me, let me go back. And then, so I got up from this man's office. I'm walking out. I'm going to my car. I passed the other guy's office, and then, um, and then I, I I said okay let me go. I'm, I'm just going to tell him I'm you know thank you. I'm sorry for wasting his time. And then so I said, sir, I'm, I'm you know i I thank you for um, for everything. I don't want to waste too much of your time. Um, I'm, I, I think that I I was interested in the drug, but I'm not. I wasn't here for the drug. You know I was here because God had a plan for me. He had a you know, purpose for me to be here. He says, no, 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 no. You got to go see this truck. You know, you got to see this truck. You, you drove over here, over here to come look at the truck. What do you mean you're not going to go see he, he told his employees, go and start the truck and turn on the air conditioner, and this man is going to come out there and go look at the truck. And um, so I went. He says, let me tell you something. I just recently called the dealership and told them, look, I'm, I sold my business down and I sold my business and I'm, I have those trucks and I'm selling them and they have the audacity to give, to offer me $9,600 for that truck. And my heart, I was saying, I in my mind I was saying, you should have taken it because I have, not, I don't have that. Anyway. So this man showed me the truck, and I'm, let me tell you something, my mind is on this truck. I'm like totally messed up at this point. Messed up, messed up. I can't believe, and this is going to wreck my life for, for a long time. I spent weeks crying. Crying that God knows me. Look, I can live on that. That's enough for me, that God knows me. He loves me. When everybody else, people could look at me different, but God knows me, I don't care. <laughs> this man says to me, he says to me, um, so what do you do? I said, I'm, I'm a minister, I you know, work in Haiti and, and this and that. Yeah, he says, he says, well, he says, anyway, so what do you think about the truck? I said, well, I'll be honest with you, I, I got to go. I, really, I, I cannot afford this truck. He says, no, 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 you, I tell you what, I tell you what, the dealership offered me $9,600 for it. But you, for you, if you're interested, you give me $1,000 for it. Right now you can have it. Oh, wow. Wow. I had my pen, I had my check, I had my checkbook, I pull out my checkbook, I wrote a check for $1,000. I walked out with this revelation that God knows me, Amen. and loves me, and desire me, and chose me, and I walked out with 21,000 Bibles, 30,000 tracks, and a brand new truck for $1,000. What kind of God is this? We're talking about God is about to do a new thing. Believe it, I'm telling you, Jesus, Jesus in John 11, when, Je- when, 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 when Lazarus died, Mar- Mary and Martha thought that Jesus had given up on them. thought that Jesus had given, because Lazarus had died, he was buried, he was in the grave for four days, he was there, and there was no sight of Jesus. Beloved, I want to tell you, just because the answer is delayed, it doesn't mean that it is denied. Just because it didn't happen to you in 2001 and 2021, that doesn't mean that God is not about to open the windows of heaven for you and for your family and for your community. God bless you. God bless you this morning. You've been listening to Sunday sermons from Southside Christian Fellowship Church, a place where you are loved accepted and received, a place of healing, a place of prayer, a place of hope. We invite you to join us this Sunday and every Sunday. For service times, location, and other information about the church, please visit our website at southsidechristianfellowship.net. Again, that's southsidechristianfellowship.net. As we wrap up today's message, we would like to once again thank you for listening. We would like to also have Papa Herman and elder at Southside to speak a Father's blessing over you. May the Lord bless and keep you that He would cause His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. That the Lord would lift up the light of His countenance upon you and give you His peace. And remember that the Lord's favor is with you all the time. Expect it. It is with you. It's manifesting itself to you. It will overtake you no matter where you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.